Race matters. 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 like to acknowledge that we are broadcasting on unceded Gadigal land. This land has been in the hands of generations of Gadigal custodians for thousands of years before us and it will continue to be in their hands long after us. It's a meeting place for sharing knowledge, stories and song and we are privileged to be part of that storytelling today and every day at FBI Radio. We pay our respects to Gadigal elders past and present. We're broadcasting from Redfern right now, the birthplace of black theatre in this country and a site for resistance and resilience for First Nations peoples. We honour this in all the work we do and carry this into our conversation today. You're listening to Race Matters. This is a show that explores the values and complexities of race, culture and identity. Good morning, my name is Sharika Hellaludin. I'm a producer here at Race Matters and you'll probably hear I'm here with a constellation of wonderful people to bring to you um, something a little bit different this week um, in honouring all of those complexities of race, culture and identity and grounding ourselves in this current moment of you know, the abhorrent kind of colonial and imperial violence that's occurring in the world. So much of what we do here at Race Matters is made possible because of our interwoven experiences and working together as a collective to bring these truths and stories forward. And as someone who's been doing this for a little while, it's been such a privilege to kind of open up this space to a whole new, um, I guess, cohort of volunteers bringing in their own wisdoms and experiences um, and knowledge. And we thought we'd take the time today to introduce you to some of the folk who've been working really, really hard behind the scenes to make this show possible. You know, it's not easy to let alone put forward a radio show every week, but especially one that wields the complexities of something like what Race Matters does. So today I'm going to hand over the mic to some of those people who are in the room today. I have with me Tim, Alicia and Tubes, who are a small portion of this new iteration of Race Matters coming into its next chapter where we hear from a plurality of different voices and I guess I thought I'd begin today by asking you all to introduce yourselves to some of our listeners new and long term and something that we've been practicing behind the scenes in also acknowledging the place that we're in what are the kind of people and cultures that we bring into this space and kind of inform um, our beings as well um, maybe I'll start with you, Tim. Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm Tim. Um, yeah. So 
I guess, the culture and ancestry I want to honor is I come from a Jamaican background. My island people, if you're tuning in, shout out to you guys from the Caribbean. Um, But yeah, born in Kingston, Jamaica. So yeah, really want to honor my island fam. Thank you, Tim. Alicia and Tubes, let's hear from you. Hi, everyone. I'm Tubes. Um, I want to pay my respects to my ancestors um, who were, you know, displaced post-partition. I'm um, born in Rawalpindi. My family's from Karachi and um, I take great inspiration from the resistance of my of my ancestors, you know, who have worked to fight back colonization across the continent and, you know, uh, yeah, really relish in the joy of that. I'm also an organizer with the Sydney Anti-AUKUS Coalition. We're organizing to work to make sure that no, no part of Australia is used as a nuclear base or any, we do not store that here, keep you know, this continent nuclear free. Um, And I've been working on socials over the last few months for Race Matters. Um, And I'm currently working on a program for our summer retreat in December this year, kind of going through the uh, way in which um, traditional medicines from our ancestors and, you know, I traditionally people of colour have kind of been, you know, taken away from us uh, because of medical racism and things like that. But, yeah, I'll pass it over to Alicia. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name's Alicia. I am one of the co-producers at Race Matters. Um, I'd like to honour my ancestry from my father's side, particularly my grandparents who I never really got to know um, but I've heard really remarkable stories about their lives and I feel really proud to be a part of that lineage. Yeah, um, um, I'm an artist and I've had the privilege of doing some uh, design work for Race Matters as well which has been really cool and um, currently I'm working on a series called Radical Pedagogies uh, with co-producer Sam and also spoilers a piece that's coming up real soon uh, (laughs) with uh, Stephanie New uh, about her research on Christmas Island with tubes I'm really excited about that and to be a part of the conversation today. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so like wonderful to hear all of your voices on air together. And something that I was reflecting on is one, how different you all are and how you possibly (laughs) wouldn't have met if it wasn't for the desire to be part of Race Matters and, you know, subsequently coming on board to do a range of different things also beyond the things that you mentioned because you all are so modest (laughs) Um, like yeah to our listeners like I really can't stress like how much 
care and energy has gone into kind of um, tending to the mechanics of what happens behind the scenes at Race Matters. And I think something that I love about a show like this and also an extension of community radio is the, I guess, that gap between the listener and the things that we're creating on air can be softened across time. Like it's not that abstract and by what um, by that, what I mean is that you all started as listeners, right? And now you're here on air. Um, Tim, maybe I'll throw it back to you because um, I have a really distinct memory of meeting you. It was at the first live event that we did. Um, earlier this year, we hosted a talk called Imagination is Practice um, in a library in Chinatown. And you came up to Darren Lasagas and myself <laughs> yep. and you were like, hi, uh, you don't know me, but I know your voices. Yep. <laughs> um, and you shared such beautiful kind of anecdotes of what the show has meant to you over time, you know, listening to Darren Lasagas and Sarah Khan and Tanya Ali. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you, what's an episode or a moment of Race Matters that was really made like an impression on you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thanks. That's such a lovely question, Sharika. Yeah. I feel like context, the scene I will set, I guess. Um, I found Race Matters because I was just hungry for more perspectives. I was feeling very, I guess, one dimensional due to the geography of where I was living and maybe a little bit like culturally isolated. And so I loved tuning in to Race Matters because, you know, I felt like seen through different stories and just learning about things that I resonated with and things that I didn't resonate, but like didn't know. So yeah, I just felt like it just formed a lot of new thoughts and like, the questions you all ask, it's almost like free therapy. Like some of the thoughts that go into these questions, I'm like, huh? I'm like, I'm never paying for therapy again. Um, so That was not professional advice. That yeah. was subjective to Tim's no, experience. So it's just like reflective. It really puts you into it. So yeah, just listen to Race Matters if you want therapy. Um, but yeah, it just um really seeds the mind really well and like scoops into your soul and so mm. one of the episodes that really resonated me was when you had Mohammed Awad over that individual had some really interesting insights to share um so yeah and you episode after episode and for example at that event you had the fabulous Jamaica Moana was it shout out to Jamaica she's listening um yeah so many insights to gain from people yeah mm. and the questions people just you add more depth through listening to the conversations that happen here mm, yeah I remember yeah Mohammed Awad was like one of the first interviews that I did as a producer here at Race Matters um, for a queer Muslim Ramadan and I was so taken aback by everything they had to say and yeah, it was very therapeutic to yeah. hear from them as yeah. well. Like, that fully resonates. Um, Alicia and Tubes, you've been working on some pieces behind the scenes. And I wanted to ask, as part of that, are there any kind of previous episodes of Race Matters or moments that really sat with you before you started doing this work, Alicia? Yeah, um, beautiful question. Thank you. Um 
Recently, I actually re-listened to uh, this episode with the legendary Gary Foley. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, about um, Ningla Anna, mm-hmm. the documentary that um, it documented this incredible historical moment about the Aboriginal tent embassy during the 70s. And that, um, I'm... It, I mean, it was incredible to hear from him, like, on the show, and to get that perspective um, was, yeah, was really incredible. And I think that's something I appreciate about Race Matters is um, a platform that, um, well, it gives a platform to really important, yeah, historical and, like, present um, issues that we're dealing with, like, it's it's very critical, like asking those critical questions and bringing important conversations to the forefront. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I remember we were chatting to one of our other co-producers, Samantha Harren, who sadly can't Mm. be here this morning. And something that she said that's really stuck with me is that each episode of Race Matters is on a different timeline, Mm. whether it's, yeah, honouring the past of... um, or ongoing resistance, I should say, of um, people like Dr. Gary Foley, who have been on the front line of anti-colonial organising for many, many years, Mm. or, yeah, to people like Mohamed Awad in this present moment, really rupturing what that Mm. kind of frontline activism can look like. Um, Yeah, Race Matters existing on multiple timelines um, Mm. by Samantha Haran. It's just something that I'll be reflecting on for a long time. Um, what about YouTube? What brought you to Race Matters? Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> uh, I've, yeah, I have. I first of all, I'm one of those really cool people who has an alarm clock radio, yeah. and that I is remember, really cool. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember when yeah, Race Matters was a was a breakfast segment, and I remember, you know. Wake, waking up to not just not just random tunes, but really like you know conversations discussing racism. Mm. Being able to you know start the day with with some cool with some really cool radical voices, and I feel like I have these these older memories of that. Um, but more recently, I think I oh, favorite. Oh, it's hard to pick a favorite, but a, definitely a moment. Um, with Race Matters this year, I think has been when we've done our live events, um, mm. we did a film screen- screening of Born in Flames and we had a lot of a lot of people come together and sit and share a meal but also a conversation, um, you know, ongo- <laughs> the ongoing, um, ongoing put racism and the ongoing political crisis that you know we find ourselves in and looking to like the works of like like um you know strong um sci-fi that like allows us to imagine like a new you know a new future kind of thing in terms of like understanding how we yeah fight racism and things like that but I think having yeah having those moments and sitting together and doing that um, has been really reminded me that yeah race matters is a community mm. you know where and 
Thank you, Sharika, for helping us foster that. Yeah, Sharika. Shout out to Sharika. She's blushing. Fingers are snapping. But yeah, I think it's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for what's already happened. I'm excited for what's to come with, yeah, everyone in this room and everyone listening today, you know? Yeah. I got to add to that also is, um, Feeling a part of a community has been one of the most fulfilling and, um, yeah, the most fulfilling part of become, becoming a part of the team mm. and, like, new friendships mm. and, like, new experiences and memories and, like, learning so much um, through all the work that you put in mm. um, and all the voices and stories that um, are given light. Yeah. 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 Um, we're going to delve more into all of that, what it is to make a community. Often what happens at Race Matters is invisible, ineffable. You don't always hear it on air. So this is kind of a nice, I guess, peering behind the veil of what that labour of love is. Um, but first, let's go to some music. This is a song requested by Tubes. This is Chitra with Go Easy. You're on FBI 94.5. Like a child playing hide and seek I don't want to find what I know that I can't hold But I never seem to miss an opportunity You're listening to Race Matters on FBI 94.5. That was Go Easy by Chitra, a track chosen by Tubes. And I want to ask you, Tubes, what does this song mean to you? Well, um, a moment of vulnerability. I think I, um, I woke up um, to my alarm clock radio um, playing this song and I remember the night before just kind of really um, you know dreading the next day because I felt that I it was the anniversary of something I had to mourn and I was I was hoping to find a way to grieve and it was so beautiful to wake up to being able to mm. grieve and then allow myself to feel other things for the rest of the day and yeah I hope that yeah, to all our wonderful listeners, I hope you got to connect with it, however, today, this morning. Oh, thank you too, Sabrine, that mm. vulnerability. I think, yeah, it's so important that we're able to hold, yeah, that vulnerability and complexity in, in this space. So thank you for sharing that. And I guess with that, you know, we've just been reflecting on Race Matters episodes that really meant something to you. And I want to shift that a bit and ask all of you today about a text, you know, be that art, book, movie, that 
radicalized you <laughs> or shifted your consciousness. Uh, we've got some giggles going on. <laughs> So maybe we'll stay with YouTubes and you can tell us about um, a formative text. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, it's really exciting to be able to ask what radicalised me and not in a persecuting brown people way. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know what, shifted, what shifted consciousness? Um, I, I had to be honest and... You know, if you've seen Chicken Run, <laughs> you so you know that is like a quintessential Marxist text. It's, <laughs> it is obviously, you know, it doesn't shy away from like real like commentary on class and being really clear in the collective power we have. But I think perhaps one of the most beautiful, like powerful messages from the film is that, you know, all these chickens, they're waiting for like one one saviour, it's meant to be Rocky, you know, they're under this illusion that he can fly. And so it's everyone knows chickens can't fly, but yet, you know, what happens when they all come together collectively? Individually, they great. cannot fly, but together, <laughs> together we can fly. And I think that's that's just so powerful because it really broadens our horizons and... And yeah, I'm sure there's. <laughs> I'm so keen to hear. <laughs> That's truly incredible. Chicken Run um, as an allegory for workers' rights. Thank you, too. Um, Tim, what about you? What's something that shifted your consciousness? Tube, that was amazing. That is so good. Oh my goodness. Um. One, I'll give you, I guess, a, a, a funnish one. If Have you seen Inside Out, the like Disney movie? Um, where Can it's you like, tell us a little bit about it? It's like that movie with the little girl who experiences emotions. It's like the emotions are in her head and they're having a conversation. And a transformative moment, in it, which was unexpected. I was just, I was just watching my movie. I was not expecting to feel <laughs> these feelings. But then... Um, in the movie, if anyone remembers, the little sad one, the blue girl emotion, basically she had this breakthrough where you can feel two feelings at the same time. You can be happy and sad at the same time. Let me tell you, some tectonic plates shifted in my brain. Uh, there was a shift, continental drift in a good way. Um, New form unlocked. So that, it's been like a really uh, random one. And then I guess another one on a more like serious one. I guess um, for me, you know, it's human nature to uh, sometimes oh, or probably most of the time overcomplicate things or be selfish. And so a book I found helpful is like the book of Ecclesiastes, which is like wisdom literature, which um, I find helpful because it helps me like rationalize things and stay steady Um and like a good mirror to reflect on where sometimes from reading it, I might be like, oh, Timmy, was that the right thing to do? Or maybe do better next time. Mm -hmm. um, so I find that it, the wisdom it offers helps me to refocus on more helpful things. Um, yeah. Mm. Like a good mental shift. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. We're all about multiplicity <laughs> from mm -hmm. inside out to 
Ecclesia. Yes. Alicia, what about you? What's a text that shifted your consciousness? Mm, such a good question. I would definitely have to say Milan. Yeah. Because mm. let's be honest, she was an independent bad bitch. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I can go. say that on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And maybe also a slight queer awakening. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think as a child, I really uh, struggled with uh, having a lack of like Chinese and Asian um, female representation. Um, and yeah, like not having many role models or like strong leading characters. Uh, particularly someone who has defined gender norms and someone who, in the face of, is it a government? Was it, mm. or was it a, like, was it? Yeah, I feel like there was some kind of, like, monarchy rule. Monarchy, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, she could have been executed <laughs> for treason. <laughs> for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For her father. So... Yeah, she was really inspiring to me. Um, yeah, yeah, to this day. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like for me, um, I don't know, this is like such a hard like question to answer, but mm. yeah, Bend It Like Beckham was wow, my queer yeah. awakening. <laughs> um, it's the hill I will die on. That is queer canon. Um, and yeah, I think similarly, like, yeah, I feel like some conversations of representation can be a bit trite at this point or, you know, maybe lacking in a bit of substance. But, you know, as like a little Sri Lankan Bengali girl who like was seeing this and I was like 10 years old. Yes, she is Punjabi and from like a region that um, I'm I don't identify with at all. But I think similarly, Alicia, to you, someone defying gender norms and being ostensibly who they are and fulfilling their desires. And yeah, I will <laughs> say is a very like queer coded text. Um, yeah, I feel like that was like a real consciousness raising <laughs> text for, um, for me. Um, let's like skip to some music. And before I do, I wanna give a shout out to to Samantha, whose name we mentioned at the top of the broadcast. She is someone who's been working incredibly hard um, with all of us behind the scenes, putting forward some amazing stories that you can listen back to um, on our broadcast or you know podcast platforms and something that Sam and I share is coming from a lineage of um, kind of Tamil resistance fighters and with that she had a song that she wanted to request today by the incredible Tamil Swedish artist Priya Raghu this is Kamali on FBI 94.5 Sit 
been spending the last little while getting to know them as the people who are now helming Race Matters um, or have been for the last few months. And before we were saying, like, your connections are really random. (laughs) Like, you probably wouldn't know each other if you weren't bought into this space. Um, Shout out to me for being a matchmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I guess, like, with that, I'm really curious as someone who has, like, a really different experience to you all in relation to Race Matters, um, what's been an unexpected moment of connection or growth during your time working on the show? Maybe we'll start with you, Alicia. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, like you're saying, um, just to have this opportunity to be a part of the team and like meet all of you, Tubes, Tim, Sam, uh, Sharika, Darren, like, and the rest of the team um, who aren't here presently um, has been so special. Um, and the friendships that I feel. Yeah, they feel really strong and it's been one of the best um, changes in my life this year that have happened. Um, I think an unexpected moment of connection was, I guess, just thinking back to our um, film screening for Born in Flames Mm. and seeing, like, our whole community come together um, in person and I think what was really uh, special to me was like um, seeing how um, people responded to the poster itself and the, the art that I made and that was like, yeah oh. incredible art <laughs> <laughs> that was really really special to me um, and yeah like meeting lots of new people and like uh, expanding sort of um, expanding networks um I definitely feel like stronger um together yeah yeah that event um was such a nice manifestation of all of the things you're talking about Alicia and yeah I think it's something that we're often talking about you know we describe ourselves as an anti-racist show which can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people but I feel like for me so much of that is rooted in connection and what happens on air comes after and race matters can't function without friendship without love without a care for one one another and you know the people that we invite into that context as well be that a guest or yeah a community event um that we host um tubes I feel like that's something that you know intimately well um when I think of you I think of wow that person is a really good friend (laughs) Um, and just like someone who is like really incredible about at bringing people together as well. So I guess with that, what's been a moment of connection or, you know, an unexpected moment of growth that you've had in this time? Oh my goodness. Wow. I, yeah, first of all, I want to echo what has been said in terms of really connecting with everyone in the, in the race matters matters crew here really feel that yeah first of all we're all so different and we all have these very different like experiences and manifestations of the way the complexities of race impact our lives Mm -hmm. and 
we all like are active in our communities in different ways um, and it's been so probably in the most humble way my favorite moments of connection is when we have our other meetings on Tuesdays and we share some snacks <laughs> and to me that is that is just such pure joy to be able to eat something really delicious and feel happy in your tummy but also in your heart being around <laughs> these people was you know we are like navigating the ways in which yeah racism impacts our families our loved ones ourselves mm. and it is a it's a long journey it's an ongoing journey it's an ongoing conversation mm. it's ongoing acts of resistance to deal with that but i honestly get so much um I get so much out of being able to sit and mm. talk to you guys, mm. but also just, yeah, share share that. And, yeah, I'm keen to keep that tradition going. Please share mm. snacks with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Snacks. snacks as political praxis. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tim, um, it's been really beautiful to watch your growth um, from that moment we met at our first <laughs> yeah. event to, yeah. you know, sitting in front of you right now. How would you kind of recount the last little while for you? Yeah, it's been so fun. And I think the f my favourite thing is all of you on the team, when you all just, like, drop a bit of wisdom by accident. Like, <laughs> I don't think you intend to, but there's so many, like, insights you just naturally that fall out, like a tree that, like, let's do a visual, like a tree and there's, like, a good fruit that falls down. But I don't even think you realise that fruit's been growing and then it's just, like, I can just pick that fruit off the tree. Like, it's so... Even... I'm still thinking about the chicken run thing. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. Um, yeah, so it's just little moments like that, the things you can't calculate. It's just, mm. as you said, Shriek, at the start, we're all pretty different. Mm. And I think then the corny thing, it, then that's what makes it special. Um, but it's true. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, you move, everyone here, I guess, like moves through life differently. And I mm. gain from just like listening to the things, the ups and downs and just learning from people. That's just been the whole ride so far. Mm, yeah. yeah. We are coming towards the end of our program and we're going to jump to another song chosen by Alicia. And on the other side, I think the final thing we're going to reflect on today is um, kind of what you all have been hinting at, those things that we do every day to ground us, to bring us joy, or that can form acts of resistance in unexpected and nuanced ways. Um, before we get there, we're going to hear a song from Althea and Donna, Up Top Ranking, Uptown Top Ranking. Alicia, this is a song that you chose. Can you tell us why you wanted to play it today? Mm, yeah, I... I think I've been listening to this song for like over a decade or something. So it's, it's so timeless to me and it really never ceases to bring me a sense of joy and a sense of life. Um, I could play this, you know, on any day. I know. 
have been spending the morning chatting to a wonderful new cohort of volunteers who have been working really hard over the last six months to bring you this show every other week. Um, I'm here with Tim, Alicia and Tubes and as we round out the broadcast today, you know, we've been traversing things that shifted our consciousness as people. We've been critical, we've been silly, um, we've been learning about each other's kind of uh, cultural practices and the things that um, have allowed us to be here today and I guess in finishing today's conversation I want to ask you all what brings you a sense of joy or grounding or something that you see as an everyday act of resistance um, Tim I might ask that to you yeah okay things that bring joy or like a sense of grounding so like three things popped in my head but i'm gonna keep it succinct um the first one a good joke like sometimes <laughs> when you just hear a good joke it's just like yeah. out of the ordinary um some of the people i'm very like grateful to be connected with sometimes say some strange things that just bring <laughs> me joy so the unexpected joke um another one is like prayer that's a big thing for me like mm -hmm. that ground phew, gets me back down to earth like mm -hmm. talking to god um and then the last thing so in jamaica there's this quote and there's this post of that where i grew up that would say like when the music hits you you feel no pain and so mm -hmm. when you hear a good song and you like just have a bit of a boogie mm -hmm. that <laughs> brings me a lot of joy um yeah so those are like my things Amazing. What about you, Alicia? Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is such an important question to be reflecting on right now. Um, and I, I definitely agree with Tim. Like, music is certainly like something that I'm connecting to on a daily basis and brings me so much joy. Um, um, I, I would say, yeah, like, I think resistance um, is definitely, you know, comes through in the small things we do for ourselves and for other people. And I think something that's been really, something I've been practicing is like, um, is compassion um, with myself and with other people. Um, it's such a like antidote to uh, the stresses of life and like, particularly, yeah, during this like quite distressing time, um, compassion and kindness is um, a big form of resistance for me. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And what about you, Tubes? Um, yeah, no, that's really beautiful to hear that from you too, um, Tim, because you mentioned prayer. I honestly, um, for me, small acts of resistance have always also come from the strength other people give to me mm. um, that allowed me to reflect that yeah whenever before I'm leaving my mum's home shout out to my mom yes. <laughs> yes. thank mom. you Miss Asma but <laughs> she always uh, reads um, I Kursi and one day you know I asked what what does that what does that mean and she told I always thought it was about protecting me and she said I can't you know, protect you from the world, but I can help you be brave. Mm. And I think all Whoa. the strength Again that... The <laughs> all the strength that, yeah, we ever get is from others. And one 
other very um, important act of resistance is I remember one time coming into radio and I felt really, I felt pretty down, but lovely, lovely Sharika was like, can I make you some tea and made this like own mix of like jasmine and fennel and made me this really healing um, herbal tea and it just it's something that I actually now do every night before I go to bed <laughs> I make myself a calm down tea and I think so much of that rest um, necessary rest taking that so that we can continue to resist and fight for me as part of that that broader resistance and being brave and you know I yeah get that from the care of others yeah. Mm. Wow. Thank you all so much for sharing those everyday acts of resistance and grounding. I think it's easy to kind of, you know, um, see them as superfluous things, but they're incredibly important and have really deep rooted connections often outside of colonial ways of taking care and being in the world. And yeah, it's been such a pleasure to co-host with you all this morning. Yay! Um, but that is all for Race Matters this week. I am Sharika Hallaludin. I'm Tim. I'm Alicia. And I'm Tubes. Thank you so much again for sharing space with me this morning. If you want to listen back to our chat or any of the episodes that we mentioned today, you can head to Race Matters, uh, firadio.com slash Race Matters. 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 Race Matters.